This is the Transmission Times. I remember early on reading about those super spreader events that happened at the beginning of the pandemic before we knew anything. And so many people were infected at these choir practices. And my heart just really sank because seeing in a group has such a beautiful effect, such a beautiful impact on the singers. And of course on the people who listen as well, but I think that singing as a group is a profoundly human experience. It's very early in the morning, the sun's not up yet. And as I hear the sound of the traffic, I look up at the stars and I realize how small and insignificant we are. All of the problems that we're facing right now with COVID, and as a teacher and a counselor, all of the feelings of dread I have about going back to school and hopefully not having to deal with the fallout of that in a place where our numbers have gone down but are still not in a place where I feel quite safe. I'm just realizing how grateful I am to be healthy, to be able to be on this walk at 6.15 in the morning to see Mars in the sky and Venus and Jupiter and to be fully present and alive. I have never stopped being sorry that I can't visit my grandchild the way I had envisioned. I so want to be right there in person with him and know that it's not in everyone's ability right now to do that and it's kind of sad maybe heartbreaking boy I would like to hug him and take care of him and give those two a break it's pretty hard being pandemic parents and it's always hard to be a new parent sure would like to have helped them out a little bit more even talking to a friend today she was mentioning a moment she had when she was going on a bike ride and she heard like a music and laughter from a garden and she she couldn't help herself and she opened the door and there was this event organized with like people like a band playing jazz music and people just having a good time and kids running around and like people sitting together and it felt like from another world that's how she described it even though it was so normal to do that before 
I think people are getting pandemic fatigue and yet we got to like hunker down and just stay calm and carry on, which is a great phrase, you know, like, I mean, I live with that ideology from my husband because he's British. And so, you know, he's taught me a lot through this pandemic. You don't complain about it. You just carry on and do what you have to do. Sometimes I'm so Miss Drama Queen and I fall apart and I'm very emotional, but there he is, you know, steady, steady as she goes. My husband, he's just rock solid getting through the day. But every now and then I see when the pandemic gets to him and some little thing like too many spoons in a drawer and he'll blow up over that. <laughs> it's I don't want to laugh because it kind of makes him more angry, but you know, just the way it hits different people, you know. I have a lot of short conversations during the course of my work day with a lot of different people. And one of the conversations that I have is, you know, how are you doing? And I find it kind of wonderful that people are willing to say, eh, instead of, I'm fine. The way we do to avoid burdening most of the people when they're asking us that and don't really need to know the ins and outs of our day and our state of mental health. So when people say, I'm hanging in there, I really appreciate that they're willing to acknowledge the difficulty of what we're all doing. Something that I didn't anticipate would be a result of this pandemic is that we're all a little bit less polite to each other in public. There are other ways to show politeness, like keeping a six foot space between the people around you and putting on your mask when you're passing by and that sort of thing. But things like holding the door open for someone or I was at the grocery store and a woman was coming out of the store and something rolled off the bottom level of her cart and I pointed to it and I said, oh, something fell off, but I made no move to help her hold the cart so it didn't roll away. I just kind of watched her and I just felt so sorry and yet unsure. And then even just passing someone on the street, I find myself trying to smile at them in a friendly way and then awkwardly just raising my eyebrows instead. It's a sort of a, on the grand scheme of things, a pretty minimal casualty of the pandemic. But I think it's probably having a greater effect than we realize. Some people respond to conversations about our crazy pandemic era that we're all living through with sort of cheerleading statements. And I appreciate those too. You know, we'll get through this, stay safe, that kind of well-wishing and uh, 
pumping up is good for us too. The only response that I find increasingly annoying is the people that say, well, I'm done with COVID. I just am flabbergasted by the fact that they feel like they have a choice. Um, They can have a choice to how they live their life right now, but they don't have a choice about this being here. My husband, who is very laid back, went to the grocery store with the boys and he came back and he was all kinds of flustered. And I was like, what's going on? He actually really enjoys going to the grocery store with the kids, which I think is like marvelous. So him coming home upset was odd. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, oh, the signs, the signs on the floor. I am so done with the signs on the floor. And, you know, it's just one of those moments where you're just, uh, you know, the earth shakes just a little bit beneath you again. And you're reminded of how unstable the ground is and that there are arrows in the grocery store. And there are times when I envision myself kneeling down and peeling it off with my bare hands. I don't care what it takes for my little fingers. They could bleed. I would love to just get down there and just scrape them off. When I step out into mask land to buy groceries or go to the hardware store, it seems as if most people have gone back to a semblance of the way they lived before COVID. Crowds gather at Trader Joe's, which seems to have loosened its regulations. There's an incredibly long line of masked people staring at cell phones waiting to get into Patagonia every day. People seem quite comfortable doing the right thing, wearing the masks, which is very good because the practice keeps the virus from spreading. But in this comfortable acceptance, it seems there's a desire, a drive to return to shopping as perhaps an answer. When this whole thing started, my husband was upset that our church closed down. I mean, worldwide. And he wanted them to stand up for the First Amendment and to speak up for the people, for freedom and for rights and for religious freedom. And when that didn't happen, he was really upset and disappointed and feeling like What can you believe in if the leadership in the church that you attend don't defend their own rights? We have freedom, and it really is true. I know it sounds cliche. Every day you hear it on a million commercials, but, you know, we have what we have because of the previous generations giving up, growing gardens, going into factories, making ammunition, you know, doing the hard stuff in the world wars that we've read about in textbooks. But I feel like now there have been generations since that, and possibly myself included, where, you know, wearing a mask is not a big sacrifice. And we just do it, you know, and we could be out of this thing, out of the woods, or at least the numbers wouldn't be up on people getting sick. And that's when he began to find out what was really going on, 
was that the church has been wanting to come back. They've also been polling their people, apparently not us, but, and finding out that people don't want to and that they're really scared. You know, there may be people who are so permanently traumatized that they may not ever come back in person. So this was an eye-opener for him. It's like, oh. (laughs) So I've been upset with the church, but the church has just been responding to the congregation. Many years ago, this group was very, very important to my life. And my life got crazy, and I started working, and I wasn't able to be part of this group anymore. But now that I'm not working, I was so excited to jump back into it. And um, they were trying their very best to make everything as normal as possible. And I went to a meeting and it seemed so normal. I mean, it was different for sure. But still, it just seemed really nice to be around these women again. And then today I get an email saying that we have to impose some COVID guidelines. I think that this is just going to change the world from here on out, there are going to be people who literally have PTSD from this event and may never recuperate, may never recover. I think we're going to be seeing masks from now on. Even if it's only a small portion of people, I think there will be people who will never give up their masks. And... I can't judge them because this was done to them. It's not their fault. The one thing that I had for myself that I was looking forward to, now I can't, now I can't do it. Because if I do, I have to, I have to wear a mask. The problem isn't the mask wearing per se you know of course I wear masks to go out and and all that it's not that it's more the anxiety that comes with the policing of the COVID guidelines so for example one of the COVID guidelines in this situation was when you walk into the building you must wear a mask when you sit down in your seat and presumably at your own table you can take off your mask But then if you were ever to get up and go to the bathroom or anywhere else in the building, you would need to wear a mask. You know, it just, to me, if it leaves many things up to other people looking at you and saying, you're not following the rules. Or what if I forget? Am I going to look like an uncooperative jerk? Or are people going to have more mercy on me and more grace? Now, that was probably the case, especially these group of people. But still, that's just where my anxiety takes me and... I can't deal with that. I'm trying so hard to stay afloat right now. There's just nothing like this COVID anxiety. And I wish that... I wish that it would just leave me alone. This is something I was really looking forward to. For my own self-care. You know, for my own 
need for community and fellowship, for my need to to share my beautiful baby with other women, you know, to say, hey, hold my baby. (laughs) And now I can't because of COVID. (laughs) Because of what COVID does to me. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Joan, Britta, Karen, Christina, Diane, Amanda, Carl Ann, and Anna, whose voices are coming to you from Maine, California, New Hampshire, Arizona, Florida, and Romania. Since the beginning of lockdown, the Transmission Times has been collecting audio diaries from people around the world. But there are many stories we haven't heard, and if yours is one of them, we'd love to hear from you. Right now, we're especially looking for people of all faiths to reply to the question, what role has your faith played during this pandemic? You can send your responses in in one of two ways. Record on your smartphone and email it to us at transmissiontimes at gmail.com or call 847-354-4163 and leave a voicemail. Thank you. The Transmission Times is created by me, Katie Semrow.